And welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons, along with our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson and Steve Bowling, along with our very special guest, stri- uh, Twitch streamer, Alumatea. How you doing, Matea? Hi, I'm doing really well. I'm glad to be back. So yeah. thank you for having me again. Uh, we had you in our the old times where we did, didn't have these <laughs> live for everyone. Now we got to get yeah. you back now. It's live for everyone. We don't have to worry about recordings and all that. It's nice. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have a better <laughs> mic now and my setup's a little bit different. So Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got this um, on a Black Friday sale back in uh, uh, Black on Back on Black. Black Friday, I can talk. <laughs> and I love it. I've had it for several months. So, and yeah, I've just made some other changes as well. So nice. I just love your whole background. Thank yeah, you. I love the, it's so, so shiny and sparky and illuminated, which is perfect, of course. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the theme I was going for. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, unfortunately, it sounds like Steve is muted. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no, but I he is. We're all good. Uh, that's according to uh, Geeky Griffin. So thank you, hello to the uh, pa- patron chat. <laughs> but Minion hopefully sabotage. he will be fixed here soon. Uh, in the meantime, oh, there we go. Hi. Okay. Hello. hello. In the meantime, <laughs> there we, we go. should give Welcome. a special thanks to our sponsor today, the Game Orb. And the Game Orb is a fledgling channel that has focused mostly on Nintendo content until recently. While they're still running Let's Plays of Nintendo games like Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe going forward, they're also covering games on the Xbox Series X like Portal Still Alive as part of a fresh daily upload schedule. So be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. And let's continue to push them towards 350 subscribers. Still working our yes. way there. Uh, doing all right. But yes, check them out. Uh, we'll have a link in the in the chat as well, which I Just, think Ash is I'm taking care of. I'm posting it right now. 31 more, folks. <laughs> yep. Yeah, let's show them the power so of the GB gang. Push them up to 350, 400 subs, 450. Just keep on going. And I just posted links to both channels in the chat right now. Yes. I'm going to pin them. So I should also mention that they do want to promote their friend's YouTube channel, Galactic Reaper. And as we said, you can find their um, links in the description as well. So definitely check them out. Very much appreciated all their support. Over all this time, it is uh, quite impressive. Quite quite crazy. (laughs) But it's appreciated all the same. So, yeah. Uh, The the crazy thing is, um, before we jump into uh, the news and all that i do want to mention especially like bolt mouse x mentioning i can't wait for blaster master zero three next week what the hell is up with next week because we got (laughs) the world ends with you we got blaster master zero three yeah blaster master zero three wow i didn't even know there was a third game i thought there were only two yeah, but wow. it's the third game's coming out. Yeah, next coming out next week. Oh my along god! With uh, we got Chris Chris Tales, which looks fantastic. We got, of course, uh, World Ends with You and Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. That's four major games. Both. I, uh, did, uh, that, I didn't remember when that was coming out. The Great Ace Attorney. So. <laughs> yeah, and that's on top of you know. Uh, Zelda <laughs> coming out this week. Uh, and yeah. last right. week we got Monster Hunter Stories 2. Like, there's a ton of games in July. What the hell? Just, just been right, playing a little yeah. bit of Zelda. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was saying to you, um, you guys before that um, I put in like 15 hours into Skyward Sword already. <laughs> So, I am about nice. a jealous. third of the yeah, maybe a quarter of the way down yeah. by now. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So, no, I. Oh, good. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um. So, I mean, I initially like when I first played Skyward Sword back in 2011. Uh, I hated the motion controls, and it just not uh, like I I just stopped playing after like a, I think I got up to the desert area, and then I stopped, and now like now with the different controls with the button controls and the the motion controls are also a little bit improved um i don't know i just like i'm enjoying myself a lot more now and the quality of life improvements are really really great mm. so they really yeah, are and yeah sword. <laughs> i played a little bit of it over the weekend as well and i am really struck by just how how much the painterly art style really benefits from the HD treatment and, and not, and not yeah. to, to say nothing of 60 FPS. Like I am, I shouldn't say shocked because Skyward Sword always, you know, looked nice, but it was just so held back visually right. by the Wii's limitations and God, like Steve, I know you and I have the same TV. We're both playing on an LG CX and this game looks gorgeous on, yep. on, on that thing. Like it really looks beautiful. And I'm actually finding my, myself a lot more excited about replaying Skyward Sword than I thought I would be. Uh, I, you know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It, it is, is very weird. It's a really interesting remake because in some ways it is incredibly familiar. Like, uh, once I started, like, it, once you get through the tutorial, which is a bit long and into the game proper, and you're actually exploring around with the Master Sword, I had these memories because, I don't know about y'all, but... Uh, Back when the Wii was a thing, I always held the Wii remote in the recommended position, like arms straight forward, you know, Yeah. And, that they showed. <laughs> and so Link would run around like that, like shield in one hand and sword just pointing forward. My, He's like, yeah, my yeah. Arms got, my <laughs> arms got so tired just from doing that. And yeah. I, feel, I think that's now, what okay, made, Yeah, sorry. Um, I feel like that's just what made my um, gameplay experience, like, not as fun is because uh, the motion controls were, like, are, like, the biggest gimmick about skyward sword and uh there's a lot um of emphasis on doing things with the especially with, because it implements the Wii motion plus um but yeah i'm glad that like this game got re-released because um i know like it's a lot more accessible to people now to play especially those who are disabled who you know cannot play with motion controls for whatever reason so right yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I'll have more thoughts on it on the channel, hopefully by the end of the week. But I'm wondering if that'll be enough time. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> it's try. Than you yeah. Remember, long game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> definitely a lot of fun, and I, I wish I could get to 15 hours. I was uh, yesterday was my daughter's birthday, yeah. so of course I wasn't gonna be like, "Daddy's playing Zelda." You know, <laughs> I, uh, I I put the uh, game down for birthday? the day. We should play Zelda on your birthday. That's not yeah, like you know, fun. it would be a great gift for you, Eleanor, watching Dad play Zelda. Yeah. All day long. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was, it was 90 degrees out on Saturday, and I didn't want to go outside because it was so hot. So, yeah, you know. way too hot. I mean, Zelda yeah. games are a great excuse to stay inside. I, yeah. I don't think it, it could be perfect weather outside in Arizona, and I'd be like, no, nah, I'm staying in. There's a new Zelda to play. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> no, one of my best friends tried to uh, get me to come out with uh, him and his family. Like, they're, they're big Pokemon Go players. And he's like, dude, you should come out. I know you don't play that much anymore, but come join us at pokemon go fest and i'm like dude oh, yeah that was this weekend. like yeah and it's like 86 degrees here in la over the weekend and i'm like no i'm not setting foot 
outside in that kind of weather, man. I know. No, no, it's bad. You you know me, I'm heat sensitive. But like, yeah, I I get that that's nothing compared to what you go through in Arizona. I totally get that. I was about to say, it was about 30 degrees warmer than that this weekend. No, no, for sure. But for me, anything above 80 is like, no. Somebody else that mentioned uh, uh, that I follow on Twitter, they I think they live in Phoenix, and they said there was a warning from the government: don't go outside for these next two days because yep. of the air pollution is just how crazy. That is, that is one hundred percent a regular occurrence out here. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think our, I told. Oh, oh go no. ahead. Sorry, Mateo. Yeah, Please. our weather here in the Northeast, like New York, where I live, is has been absolutely wild. Like we've been having like days in the 90s and then there's thunderstorms like uh, and then there's like days when it's in the 60s it's so weird like i've never experienced like a summer where the weather was so like all over the place <laughs> mm. so it's rough mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i, yeah, will, I can't I will, complain too much i will say y'all yeah. have in new york like a different sense of extreme weather like i've been yeah. to new york in january and like an idiot from Arizona, I was like, all right, like a hoodie and some gloves and I'm good. And I walked and I was like, good Lord. Like I ha- I've, I've told this story before, but I had to like make uh, a mental map of like where coffee shops were so that every so often I could like duck in and get a hot drink just so I could keep making my <laughs> walk across to the Nintendo store. Yeah. I will it's never like, forget the day I, I, I had to go to the Sushi Striker event uh, that they were holding oh, in New mm-hmm. York. And... Mm-hmm. It was, on one hand, it was awesome because they took us to one of those, an actual sushi place that had one of those uh, trays that go around at all times. And that's where they held the event. Yeah. Really the, cool. Those are really those cool. Places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First time experience that Nintendo paid for all. So I was loading up on sushi. <laughs> it was cool. That's nice. Free sushi is the best kind of sushi. Free, I mean, I'm not even sushi. a big sushi guy. At the, I wasn't even a big sushi guy at the time, but I was still loading up on it. I mean, um, free food. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but it also, in, in order to counter, counterbalance this, uh, rained like crazy, like downpour yeah. to the oh, point. And awesome. I did not bring an umbrella because it was not raining back home uh, when I when I got on the train, and it was just I was drenched. I was completely soaked through by the time I reached there. I actually, and it was still oh going by the time I left. I had to actually stop at a like store and try to hunt down an umbrella so I would not be as wet. And I was just was basically trying to protect, oh, yeah. protect the equipment at this point. It was rough. <laughs> oh, Jeez. see, yeah. you're, you're describing what sounds like an awesome day to me. You know me. I love the rain. And I also want to give some love to Soulcaster here in the YouTube chat. Winter is greater than summer all day, every day. Hell yes. Team winter. Yeah. Winter all the way. Warm. My favorite season of the year. Fall and winter are my favorite seasons. But cold weather over hot weather I, all day, every day, baby. I don't think I even know what those seasons are anymore. That's <laughs> true. In Arizona, I don't blame you. Oh yeah, I believe. Yeah, it. it's it's really. I know. Like I like I said, Steve. I, I went to school for one semester at ASU, and like in in October, I'm sorry, even at two in the morning, it would be like <laughs> over a hundred degrees at like two yep. in the morning, and I'm like, what? <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> I never wanted to go outside. Yeah, when I about when... the people in the UK, by the way, who have no AC. That's, oh yeah, whoa. that's oh, right. Like, that's, a, that's a thing, and they've been having like really bad heat waves the last couple of years. So it's mm. it's rough. Good lord, I can't imagine that. Mm. Hmm. Mm. I also agree with Amy. Team Autumn. Autumn's my favorite time of the year too. I do love yeah. autumn I, and fall. And autumn trees. Yeah. I've only seen Autumn on TV. 
Like, I don't know what autumn is. <laughs> that doesn't exist. They're like, the leaves no. change colors. I'm like, what leaves? There are no leaves here. Everything's I... in flames. <laughs> the, oh, no. Good point. The deputy makes a good point in our uh, YouTube chat saying, the cooler it is, the more stylish you get to look. And that is true for most people, but I have no style. I do have grace, but I don't have any style. Um, and I, I, wear just, I, wear a, I wear shorts and a T-shirt even in cold weather. So there's like, I don't right. get to ever like build up a stylish right. look because anything more than one layer for me is too many layers. So, right. and yes, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys got that little reference there. Yeah, I'm like the complete opposite. Like, I hate cold weather. I was born in January and I hate cold weather. So, like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's Mm. like, I I like warmer weather, but not like super hot. So, I like just like enough to wear like a sweater. So, you know, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, we should probably get go ahead and get over to the news. But before that, we got a few super chats here. And first up is from Alan Wilkinson with a two pound donation saying shout out to Joe Serebi and Marty, his uh, girlfriend, or should I say fiance, because during Pokemon Go Fest, which you guys brought up, our good, fr- our good friend Serebi, we haven't had him on yet, but uh, I have had discussions with him. and He's a great guy. We all know him. Uh, yeah. He. Uh, proposed to his longtime girlfriend. So oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's, he that's had the amazing. ring in a, in a love ball. <laughs> so, oh, that's which is, so I mean, oh, that's, that's extremely perfect. on that, brand. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, yeah, I mean, they're, Joe, they are an Joe. adorable couple. And, and I Aww. already passed along my personal congratulations to Joe, but couldn't be happier for them. They've been together a long time. And honestly, I... I you know, when I first met him, I just kind of assumed they already were either engaged or married just because it just be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for about them. them. Yeah, they definitely do. They're going to be they're going to, you know, be one of those couples that's 80 and still together. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I told him if they yeah. ever have a kid and I don't, I don't, who knows if they're going to have a kid or not. I don't know. For, you know, nobody knows. I don't even know if they want them. But they got to do their baby announcement uh, when it's born by having the egg hatching animation from Pokemon. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That would that would be so great. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I, I just feel like there are so many jokes that are that are like Pokemon yeah. jokes that are right for raising a kid. Like you know when you you know if they have a kid, if their kid you when they get old enough to go to the daycare, there's a whole Pokemon daycare set of jokes you can make. <laughs> oh god, there's just so oh, many god. that you can do. Yeah. <laughs> But no, obviously, congratulations from all of us. That is awesome to hear. Yeah. I actually had not heard until now. So this is news to me. And uh, congrats to both of them. That's awesome. Next up is Multicratos300 with a $5 donation saying, I'm loving uh, Skyward Sword HD so far, but I hope they would have left a, would have added a left-handed option for the game. Same. That would have been cool. Agreed. But... Yes. Agreed. I am, yeah, yeah I'm, I am left-handed. Yeah, I, I wish Same. that they did. Same. So... Yeah. Oh wow. I, Lefties unite. I would have been, but I was... Lefties, I, I was, Lefties I was... unite. <laughs> I would have been, but I was denied. So <laughs> I think oh. I've told that story before. Yeah, right. I, I remember that. Yeah. Remember you yeah, that. Yeah. Every time that I mess up a swing in the game, I'm like, "Is that just because I'm using my right hand? Like, am I am I too yeah. unstable uh-huh. with this thing?" <laughs> Are you playing yeah. with well, motion controls? I I am. Um, I've been playing oh, okay. mostly like Joy-Con and and you know, I I tried. So John kind of encapsulated how I feel about it perfectly in a single tweet earlier today, but uh. It's not so much that I dislike the button controls, but more that I really hate losing control of the camera. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. it's so yeah. nice to have full camera control. I mean, and I'm like, I guess I'll just. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like you have the um, you could press L and use the right joystick. Yeah, it's, but it's like 
just it, it, it's a lot. It's weird. So, yeah. It yeah. Is weird. I, yeah. I don't really enjoy holding L to just to control the camera. So right. yeah. Yeah. it really so far too. instinctively is- takes me out of out of the game like because i instinctively like when i have button controls on i just move the right stick thinking the camera is going to move and then link takes his sword out and i'm like that's not what i meant (laughs) and i can't retrain myself now i'm just hoping that we can get like custom button mapping for like um a a zelda game eventually so i think that would be cool yeah (laughs) would be nice Next up is Jaden Buck with a $5 donation says here in Minnesota, the weather is whatever the heck it wants to be. There's some places (laughs) like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'll carry Elric with a $2 donation says witness me. Uh, witnessed. <laughs> you have been witnessed officially. <laughs> thank you, to, thank you to Alcari and Jane for those donations, of course. And then uh, Mwape Mulenga with a five dollar donation saying, "Kid evolves into teenager. Teenager wants to learn learn cuss out parents. Will you allow them to learn it? No, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, no. You push, you push the B and you you you, you knock that no. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you then, so much, everybody, for your uh, donations. Exactly, and thank you, Claxon, with a four dollar ninety nine cent donation, who uh, made sure to uh, save theirs for before our next story. Saying, factoring this story in, Square is hiring <laughs> people not in their prime. And yeah, let's go ahead and bring up our first story of the day, as uh, it's a yeah. doozy. Mm-mm. So, Square Enix accidentally leaked the Neo The World Ends With You 10 days before release. It was discovered that if you pre-ordered the physical copy of uh, The World Ends With You on Switch from the Square Enix store, uh, it would co- it basically come out to $80 as, as uh, shown by... Well, it's because the Square Enix store has a heck of a shipping rate because it's $15 for shipping. Yikes. Oh, it's just yeah. absurd. So $80 to get it from there. So it's already more expensive. But when you did that, you would then get an email with a digital code. Type in the digital code into the Switch, and all of a sudden you have the digital version of the Neo The World Ends With You to play right now. Oh, so my God. You got to watch out for spoilers. You got to watch out for all that stuff out there. And of course, somebody has already leaked the, the ROM online. Because of course they have. Because oh, of course geez. they have. That so, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, well, hold on. It sucks. But it's also kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I did this. <laughs> I totally <laughs> did this. Derek did this. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's, uh, here's the thing I can have a review decently on time now. And right. I, st- I mean, considering I still, you know, have it, and I've talked to other uh, um, journalists uh, who have gotten the game early, and I'm not going to break their embargo, but let's just say this is a meaty game, much more meaty than the first one, from what I from what I've heard. I'm not going to go into specifics, but yeah, it is huge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't feel too I bad about the game leaking because it leaked in an official way. And yeah. and it wasn't like somebody stole the game and uploaded it. Square just let people play the game early by mistake. That is on them. And it's not like they, you know, it's not like a loophole where Square got ripped off here. They got their money for the game and then yeah. people got mm-hmm. the digital copy. So they might have gotten more just because of all the shipping they got. I don't know how many people would typically right. use that because the shipping yeah, is my, awful. My main question here is how is Square going to handle it? Because it's, but the weird thing is, as far as I know, 
because I did play some of the game and I won't talk about it at all uh, just because mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. And Derek's going to do a review. Watch his review. I literally won't talk about it before then. Um, so people got the game. They paid for it. So I don't feel bad about people getting their hands on it because they did it completely above board. Um, mm -hmm. But what I wonder is uh, there are tools that Square could use to make the game not work for those of us that did pay and got it. They could turn access to the game off until release date. They could, in theory, take it completely away from, from those of us that took advantage of this. I mean, it would... Right. I mean, because it's clearly a mistake. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It, it, you cannot yeah. do this any longer. By the end of the day, that was... Not even before that. It, was, it only uh, was up for a few hours. Yeah. And, and Rob I Arman mean. X is correct. If you're in airplane mode, of course, they can't do that. Um, yeah. Oh, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's a it's a weird situation. Like I've I, I admittedly don't have a lot of skin in the game. I bought it, and if they if they take away my digital copy and ship me a physical later, all right, cool, whatever. It was fun while it lasted. Um, <laughs> but I am curious. Like I talked to someone in games PR about this today, just because you know they're the ones that usually send us all codes for stuff, right? And I wonder, like I asked them, is there a way that you could rescind? access to a game you've sent me like can you take it away from me and they're like yeah of course i can. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can i can make it stop working you know we don't do that because i mean so for those of you that don't know when a company sends you a game to review you usually just get to keep the game like they don't like say oh your review's done yoink and then you can buy it yeah. if you want like they just let you keep it but in theory uh on most major platforms they could totally do that they could say like oh gvg published their video take the review copy away, and if they still want it, they can go buy one. It's just a nice thing they right. do that they don't. Um, also, probably just a lot of work, and it would be pretty petty. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I feel like, yeah. I feel like the blowback for them doing that probably wouldn't be worth worth I mean, the level of damage control. Right. They might get gender. blowback, but it's also completely within the right. Like, if they did that to me, like, yeah, it sucks that I won't have the review much closer to the actual release date, but it's also... I'm still getting the physical versions. You know, it, it would right. much more suck if I paid for it and they took away my digital copy and all of a sudden I don't have the game yeah. anymore. It's like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of feeling what, what Killamox is saying here in our live audience patron chat where they say uh, they feel bad for the employee at Square responsible for this. And that's where I'm feeling. Like, Steve, I totally agree with you. This is obviously leaked in an official above the belt capacity. So, you know, that part, I don't, you know, I don't feel bad for Square as a corporate entity. But right. I sure do feel bad for who for whomever's getting punished for making the mistake at Square because it also did because people are people lead to the game getting pirated and uploaded for everybody early, and yeah. so that's why I feel that's bad for good. for whoever made the mistake because clearly hope, it was a mistake. So yes. I hope whoever it is at Square that is in charge of these types of decisions realizes that the game was going to get pirated no matter what. Every yeah, Switch sure. game is out there if you look. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know. It's not necessarily out there by virtue of the fact that it was early. It's out there just because someone got their hands on the files, right? Like, I can right. tell you in the past, when Switch pirating first became a thing, and I was trying to understand the community behind it and how it works, I mean, I've seen Nintendo first-party stuff get leaked just by uh, folks that know how to do these types of things literally pulling the game from the eShop. You know, like going to the official eShop server and knowing where to look and grabbing games from it. So it would have happened. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I think what is more 
damning or damaging to the person or persons responsible for this is that Square essentially, you, those of us that did this got a two for one deal for now, right? right? Like right. we bought the mm-hmm. game once, but got it twice, technically. You know, they used to offer that sort of thing otherwise. <laughs> Movies mm. used to buy the buy the Blu-ray and get the digital copy. Like, why can't we do that? Yeah, <laughs> you know? that'd be nice. It would it would yeah. help justify eShop prices being so damn high. Like, I still yeah. I, I I cannot get behind anybody who defends the price of eShop games being equivalent to that of a retail product. Like, yeah, I agree. That is that is a difficult stance to take. Like, you don't have yeah. to you don't have to manufacture or ship anything. So you should give me like ten bucks off. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> be nice but uh yeah yeah for those of you excited for the world ends with you because we've been waiting a long time for a sequel definitely avoid spoilers i'm honestly i have not seen many online i've not seen a lot of stuff going there but i you know it just might be my circles who knows what it'll mm. end up out there but right. uh yeah but i still gotta play the first one you should yeah it's good mm-hmm. it is a good time but uh, i will not be like steve i won't be saying anything about it until my reviews out because uh, or right. you know, launch day and I'm not reviews not quite ready because um, mm-hmm. I got a lot to get through but I'll be I've only played the demo myself but I mm-hmm. like what I played in the demo so far it's oh, just you know fantastic. one of those games I don't <laughs> it's know also like, just... <laughs> how I would pop in time right like to play it, you know mm-hmm. yeah too much to play <clears throat> Mwapay says Matea avoid the switch version you can play the switch version as long as you play it in handheld mode uh, with controller, yeah. there's some pins and some attacks in there that are a real pain to pull off. Mm-hmm. Is it like uh, easy to like uh, play? Like accessibility wise, uh, is the game pretty accessible in handheld mode? Because like I know like some Switch games, the text boxes are so freaking tiny on handheld mode. It's been a while, and I can't remember. For so, like, I, I usually like just play my Switch games dock because my eyesight is so bad that I can't play yeah. a lot of games in handheld mode. So, oh, in see. that case, yeah, it might be best for you to just, if you're interested, because you won't have that issue with uh, the sequel. If you're interested in the sequel, I don't even know if you have to play the first one yet to understand everything. Uh, based on the demo, so far it seems like it's pretty self-contained. Well, not self-contained, but it catches up with what you need to know. Um, right. That said, an anime was just released. You can just watch the anime. and Oh, yeah, no, that's right. I forgot about not, the anime. It's <laughs> not the best way to encounter the story, but it'll get you the gist of what you need to know. I forgot about the anime. Right. Yeah. Didn't they specifically say that Nia the World Ends With You follows on from the anime? I think so. Mm-hmm. Which oh. is weird. I wonder why specifically they would do that. But yeah. I don't know, but oh. I definitely know it should probably build off of Final Mix because there's some interesting stuff in there. But we'll see mm-hmm. what ends up, mm-hmm. ends up happening. Oh, Rob Arman X said it's not nearly as bad as Fire Emblem Three Houses, the, well, the tech size. Oh, that's good that's to know. Good. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. Yep. All right. Nice. Well, that was uh, one thing that happened to Square Enix, but we should also Oh, God. <laughs> Well, there's not more, but uh, in the, in this case, but there's another dispute that's happening where Nintendo yeah. actually commented on a rumor. It's unbelievable. Let's get that story. So, uh, a report came out from Bloomberg that the Switch OLED LED OLED, excuse me, only cost ten more dollars to produce instead of you know, despite being priced at you know three hundred fifty dollars. Nintendo, who never comments on rumors, you know, despite no matter how crazy they might be, Nintendo just does not comment on them, actually spoke out on this one 
and said uh, a news report on July 15th, 2021 claimed that the profit margin of the Nintendo Switch OLED model would increase compared to the Nintendo Switch. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to make <clears throat> we want to make clear that the claim is incorrect. We also want to clarify clarify that we just announced the Switch uh, OLED will launch October 2021 and have no plans for launching any other model at this time. So basically, they're like, yeah, we're not making as much as you think what we're, we are. You, you might claim we are after this. And that uh, uh, is, you know, the fact that they actually commented on it is the story here, not the fact that it's not making as much. Because right. according to uh, Zuj X, Daniel Ahmad, uh, the profit margin on OLED is actually lower than the standard switch. Mm. So. Okay. Interesting. There you go. I yeah. mean. Clearly, this ruffled enough feathers over there at uh, NCL that they felt they had to, you know, respond to this, which yeah, I can see why. Damage yeah. control, PR, you know, that's just mm-hmm. kind of like the usual thing. But it, but as you said, Derek, Nintendo doesn't really comment officially on, on rumors very often. So for them to have commented here clearly means that they really, really, really wanted to push back against that claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see. I mean, it makes sense to me. The a big ass 720p OLED panel is a weird part. Like people wouldn't. I mean, think about like this is my phone. It has an OLED panel that is much smaller than the one in the Switch, and much higher resolution. Like way higher. Right. Uh, and I think people mm-hmm. don't usually pair like OLED with really low resolution. Uh, so getting mm-hmm. a manufacturer to create that part for you probably doesn't come, you know, if you, if you compare it to a phone, you're probably not thinking in the right ballpark, but, yeah. um, yeah, it is. I, I can also see the other side, like the CPU and mm-hmm. the switch is seven years old. So it would yeah. stand to reason that if you're buying them by the millions, that the price has probably gone down over the last seven years. But I, what I find more interesting and what I bet Nintendo is really wanting to push back against more forcefully right now is the idea that another switch is coming hot on the heels of the old yeah. model. I, I was about to right. say, cause like the, the switch pro has been like rumored for like probably the last year or so, maybe yeah. more than that. Um, and like, uh, you know, they haven't properly addressed like the fact that they keep, uh, they're, there's like these fake leaks coming out about the switch pro and it's, you know, it's a whole thing. And now they've addressed it and saying, you know, there's no other plans to release a switch model, uh, an, an improved switch model at this time. Um, and you know, the, the major difference between the OLED and the regular switch is just the, um, the screen on the switch. And, mm. you know, other than the fact that the dock has, um, an ethernet port now. And, um, I think it's the, storage is 64 gigabytes on it um i mean aside from that there's really like not that much of a difference between that and the regular switch so you know i think people are wanting to see like some sort of um hardware improvement um so maybe like then get more powerful looking uh graphics and performance and you know get games that are like um look you know uh, it'll look more like, you know, stuff that's around, like, the PS4 or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. And, and I, I still think that's completely coming. I, I do think that there is still going to be a Switch Pro model introduced probably next year. 
uh, yeah. maybe to coincide with Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever. But I absolutely do not believe that. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago when this was all announced. But I don't believe that the Switch OLED model is actually the Switch Pro that has been rumored for all these months. Mm-hmm. I do think that's still a separate model that's coming. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, probably probably not until like next year though. So. Oh, certainly at this point I would say next year makes the most sense. Yeah. The mm-hmm. one thing I want to point out is that smacks as disingenuous in this whole statement by <laughs> Nintendo. It, they're definitely planning to launch another model. I mean, oh, yeah. not not in yeah. the immediate future, but let's not forget that this is Nintendo we're talking about, a company that openly has admitted many, many, many times in the past that as soon as we're done with one console, we're already working on the next one. So, I mean, you're you're definitely, you know, planning on launching something, but I totally get that they need to keep their investors and stockholders happy, you know, or shareholders happy, and they don't want to... You know, obviously no company wants to say, hey, here's this new thing, but also there's a newer, better thing right around the corner. Like, I mean, I I hate that I always bring this example up when we talk about Nintendo, but I have to remind everyone that this is the same company that when Nikkei reported about the DSi was like, we don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't exist. And then within 24 (laughs) hours announced it, Uh like, like went on record, denied its existence, then announced it officially Mm. the next day. And I'm like, I don't believe anything you say, Nintendo. I love you, but I don't believe you when you talk. (laughs) Also, yeah. something to note is by this time next year, the Switch will be five years old. So yeah. I feel like that would be right. a perfect time to launch a more improved model of it. Oh, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. I, I feel like I agree with Ash. He said, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 would be a great opportunity yeah. to launch a new Switch. Splatoon 3, which is also coming next year. Those could be great games to launch a yeah. new hardware with. And I just... Oh, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. I mean, bring it on. Like I said, Nintendo, I'll buy your OLED model, then I'll buy whatever the next one is, and probably the one <laughs> after that. You know, just release it in a different color, I'll probably buy it. I did do that once already. So yeah. <laughs> it's I did yeah. that with the Animal Crossing Switch. I did that, and then I did it with this one, too. Like, I yeah. can't stop. It's a sickness at this point. It, it yeah. really is. It, it really is. Uh, it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm holding off on the OLED model because I don't play in handheld that often. So Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, I have no reason to get it because I, yeah. I I just play my game stocked, really. So Yeah, same here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what comes of it. But uh, Nintendo actually coming into a ru- commenting on a rumor. That's something. Cool. Uh, it, it's shock- so shocking that Ash had to leave. <laughs> what is it with, with these moments of hype during the show and Ash just blinking oh, out no. of existence for a minute? He's like, ah! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in the meantime, we did get some uh, oh, no. super chats. I think Ash is back. Hello. Sorry, everybody. Discord just crashed on me. Sorry, but cool. sorry, guys. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it just totally Stop crashed. Screen. Yeah, I will. Uh, in the meantime, there. while Ash gets back here, we got uh, super chats from Jason Uloa, who I missed last time, and I apologize for that, with a $5 donation, saying, uh, better joke, teenager learns curse. Boy, that is a much better one. Than- <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good one, <laughs> that, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. I like it. Uh, and then after that, we got uh, Jared Helder with a 5 Canadian dollar donation, thank you very much, saying, I was surprised to see so many little adjustments to things like the volume control and the game card slot. Why would they invest time and money money in this? Probably I, because they're going to use the shell of the OLED 
and then crack mm-hmm. the guts full of something else. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. that is my pet theory yeah. with this whole thing. So I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Completely mm-hmm. agree. Definitely. And then finally, we got uh, the return of Bongo Lover with a 10 Canadian dollar donation <laughs> saying, sorry, I missed TNT. I was at the Danimals factory making minion flavored yogurt. One side effect from the yogurt is sipping, <laughs> uh, sipping up will give you memories of the minions being tortured and Bongo chewing gum and Bongo wow. chewing them. That is dark. Uh, I appreciate it oh so much. Oh, my goodness. Also, the I, lore I is want, getting ever deeper. I, I want to. Uh, speculate that Bongo Lover donated Canadian ten dollars because it comes in in mini and yellow. Oh, ah, yes, oh, that, might have, that might have been the case. But then they also donated another five Canadian dollars, uh, saying also Sega Green uh, <laughs> Green let the idea of Yakuza like a Danimal with the new protagonist Ichibong uh, Katsugurt of the Danimal. Ichibong Katsugurt, man. Okay, this just not, gets better and better. I am not gonna <laughs> lie. I fully expect like a like a gamer stoner to own like a like a ichibong like i i really oh yeah i imagine that exists also i now refuse to believe that uh bongo lover is not uh color coordinating their super chats at this point they started that with green lit i'm just saying that is true right good point good point i i love that oh, he, don't yeah. you worry bongo lover's lit all right yes <laughs> up oh my god again. with their ichibong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I want this to be an official product now. I mean, obviously not bongo related. I want a, a yakuza ichibong. Like yeah, we could get we could get the ichibong wig that uh, Derek got sent, and then oh, just slap that on a run of the mill bong, and you got it. Yeah, oh, I still <laughs> want one go. of those. I love that wig. I, think, I don't think Sega would approve. <laughs> probably not. Uh, probably, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Well, just gonna guess. You know what did get approved? Our next story. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, nice. Well nice played. Uh, so, I'm sure a lot of you in the chat will love this. Tencent has acquired somebody else. This time, oh, no. the Sumo Group uh, from mm. the UK, uh, better known, uh, but w- which we mainly know as Sumo Digital. Digital in a and get this, 1.27 billion dollar deal. For what? Sumo Digital, which, you know, I love Sumo Digital. They make some great games. They're the ones that did Sonic and All-Stars, Sega All-Stars Racing yeah. and Transformed and Team Sonic Racing. They've yeah. done Crackdown 3. They've done um, Sackboy A Big Adventure recently. They do a lot of yeah. really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Great developer. $1.3 billion? Okay. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Right? That is a lot. I mean, Theoretically, there should be nothing changed about them. It's just there you, know, you go. And as Amy points out, they did do Disney Infinity 3.0, which apparently was one that was really coming into itself. Super Digital does good stuff. I know why you're laughing. Sorry. And I was, sorry. I was going to let it slide, I'm, but I'm 12 years old. I'm sorry. <laughs> you really yeah. are. You really are. I, that, is- that, that was the main question for me: is does this change anything practically about Sumo's output, or or what we can? Think so. Tencent yeah, hopefully not. Really no. hands off. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. a lot about the company, and that probably is a testament to the fact that they don't put their thumbprint too much on on the companies they purchase. I think they're just. Mm strategically investing but i mean yeah. honestly i i hate to say it but i would much rather get news that tencent picks someone up than say ea <laughs> um yeah right. ea is like the death knell for anybody they acquire 
That is true. At least this way, Sumo Digital will, you know, survive. Uh, right. It should be said that Tencent did have at least a little bit of investment in uh, Sumo Digital before this point. I think they had like eight percent control, eight percent inv- uh, mm. uh, stock, or something like that. However, that's determined. But then they decided to go ahead and buy it. Yeah, Frequent yeah. Positron, you're correct also about Activision. They also suck. But EA has yeah. been known yep. for shuttering quite a few studios in their time, too. It's like a dead heat between the two of them for who could be the worst. If Bobby yeah, Kotick really weren't is. at Activision, uh, EA might take the cake. But Bobby right. Kotick probably cut in line and stole their cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but yeah, I just like I, I hope this doesn't derail their obvious development plans for Sackboy 2 because I just finished playing that game a couple months ago and it was so oh. good. And I'm like, I hope they make a sequel. So uh, hopefully they're, yeah. they're still going to do that. Is that, is that on PS4? Yes, <laughs> it is. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK, great. <laughs> yeah, because so, I don't have a PS5. really good. It is mm-hmm. such a good game. And it really doesn't yeah. use a lot of the PS5's unique features to great effect. It's probably one of the weaker games mm-hmm. in terms of the uniqueness of the PS5. I would say it totally great to pick it up on, on PS4. My favorite things mm-hmm. about that game have nothing to do with the PS5. I will say I do like the haptics in, in, in Sackboy, but they're not anywhere close to the best uh, you know, example of DualSense haptics on the system for sure. Mm. Right. And it, it barely uses the adaptive triggers, so yeah. I mean, it, it's it's certainly the 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 game design element of it, like the fantastic level design and the presentation that'll come through on PS4, of course. And I highly recommend playing it. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> mm. I, I've been I've picked it up, but I haven't played it yet because I'm basically waiting for waiting to play it with Amy. Nice co-op game. Sure, sure. Yeah. So eventually, but. Yeah, I don't honestly have a whole lot to say on this one, just because, I mean, it's Tencent. They buy things. That's kind of what they do. But they also aren't yeah. as destructive as EA and Activision, as we said. But I also don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about them. Exactly. I, yeah, I don't know what kind of footprint they have or stamp they have on the companies they buy. From what I can tell, really nothing other than the fact that, you know, it's a giant Chinese corporation that owns them now. Yeah, I, I, I really feel like there needs to be a website that you can just punch things in and it'll tell you if they're bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. literally just Googled, is, the, is, is Tencent this problematic? bad? <laughs> is Tencent bad? I love it. Yeah. Just like type, you could type in something and it'll tell you if, what's problematic and you could just sort of like decide for yourself. It's like, okay, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's useful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. As you uh, said, though, Derek, it, it doesn't seem as though Tencent acquiring them is going to change anything about them practically in terms yeah. of, of the kinds of things consumers and enthusiasts would care about in terms of what's, what they're making. So, so hopefully uh, that's the case, because I really like their yeah. work. Apparently, uh, so we have... Um, we we got some interesting uh, things going on here. So Michael E. in the uh, YouTube chat mentions that... Um, uh, Tencent likes to say apolitical. It like it makes sense because they probably have some backroom deals with the CCP that aren't great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then he says everyone in China has to work with the CCP, even TikTok. Um, so there's that. But then Aududo brings up that Tencent helps the Chinese government spy on Muslims in China. So yeah, it's a corporation. That's what corporations do. They kind of suck right. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, corporations are not your friend. Nope. nope. Not at all. And just to be sure, just so you know, I think they also own or at least have a stake in Epic Games, and I think they definitely own Riot Games. So, and we haven't seen any yeah. differences there. Mm-hmm. They, they, like we said, they sort of just stay hands off. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. nothing too major is, is going to be different with Sumo Digital. It's just another uh, feather in ten cents cap. Right. Uh, before we move yeah. on to the next story, though, we got a two dollar, two Canadian dollar donation from Jared Helder. Thank you very much once again. Saying, "What are your favorite arcade racers for the Switch?" Hmm. I don't think I actually own any. There aren't a whole lot of them uh, yet, which is part of the problem. Yeah. I'm excited for Cruisin'. Yeah, I was going to say Cruisin'. Um, I did not play it on the Switch, but I will say Burnout Paradise is very good. Yeah, Burnout Paradise is great. Uh, Yeah, I played it back on the 360. But I do want to give a quick shout-out to Hot Shot Racing, which is an indie game uh, that's available on all platforms, including the Switch. And it plays really well on switch it's basically it harkens back to the virtual racing days of arcade racers like all the um the environments all look very low poly but in a stylized way it's meant to look like that and it runs at like a buttery smooth 60 fps so if you love arcade racers definitely check out hotshot racing on switch nice yeah i'd Um, really like to know what happened to 90s super gp which looked really promising and then disappeared Oh, that right. Uh, that, that's a whole big thing because yeah, they did apparently no. Was it nineties racer? That was, it was nineties uh, arcade so racer. I think. It was originally yeah. called nineties arcade racer, then got renamed to nineties super GP and has been right. rated apparently as coming been soon. Been a little shady for like eight mm-hmm. years. The way, yeah. the way they've treated their Kickstarter, so that's a shame. Yeah. No, oh, Jet says Nick Cruising Blast is that explains too. it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Were you going to say say one, Matea? Do you know any? I don't even know if you play arcade racers all that much. I I've, I don't really play racing games that much. I play Mario Kart. There you mm-hmm. go. That I guess that counts. <laughs> that counts as an arcade. Mario Kart's totally an arcade, arcade game. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I've played um, Sonic and Sega All-Stars racing. Oh, oh, so. Which is Sonic. one of the best arcade Sonic racers. Is, Hell yeah. Yeah. Sonic mm-hmm. and Sega All-Stars Transformed is probably yeah. my favorite. Um, Transformed is really good. Yeah. Next up is Skull Kid Tiger with a two dollar donation. Says Steve, not a sight to punch in. If bad, just punch. Man, you know what? That <laughs> that is a service I could get behind. If I could just send yeah. a punch to bad, <laughs> like if I could just go to a website and like submit a super chat for like five dollars and be like, go punch a Nazi. Just find one. <laughs> that I just reminds that. me of um, punchanazi.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of the end of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they have a list of everybody that ever insulted them on the on the on the internet, and they go to their house and beat them up. Nice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, bongo lover with a five Canadian don- dollar donation. This ought to be good. <laughs> Saying Itchy Bong and his crew fight yogurt themed yakuza. His favorite game is also Monkey Quest for super for the super danable system. <laughs> I would play this. I I am so down for this to be like a DLC offshoot. Of like a dragon, I, I'm I'm in, man. I play this. Get that theming. They already Daniel's already worked with Sega before. I guess they'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Sega, or at least a division of Sega, let's go ahead and move on to our next story. Mm-hmm. So Famitsu has interviewed Atlas's Naoto Hiroka, uh, the senior. It's a senior managing director, and they have revealed quite a few things. For one, they have five to six projects that they're working on internally, and that rises to ten if you include Vanillaware and their collaborations with other with other uh, developers. So a lot of stuff coming out from Atlas. They also said that, uh, as we spoke about Persona before, their Persona events are planned for both J- Japan and overseas. 
they are definitely investing further into vanillaware games and other Atlas IPs. It's not just Persona. Uh, of course, they're working, as evidenced by the number of titles, they're working on a variety of them. And they're hoping to surprise some people with what they have. Uh, I'm not sure what this is, but they also say Project Re-Fantasy is making progress little by little. I don't know mm. what Re-Fantasy is. Jet Set, Me bring neither. back Trauma Center? Yes. Oh. Yes, please bring back Trauma Center. I love That'd that series cool. that would oh be my God. so much. Yeah. God, I love that series so much. And I think the last one they did was Trauma Team, which was kind of a, a bit of a departure for the series, but I still really liked it. Oh, on I the wish they bring that back. Yeah, it was on I the Wii. It was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that- that was a long time ago. Yeah, that, that underscore is just how long it's been. I think the first one's on the DS, actually. Yes, and then yeah. it got ported to the Wii, which is how I played yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. right, right. Oh, God, I love those games so much. Please bring that series back, Atlas. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, oh, that was man. the only of... good surgery game. I mean, not that there's <laughs> a lot. Not like it's a burgeoning <laughs> genre, a but... Genre, yeah. I, I did yeah. really, really enjoy those. I... I Man, I got my Wii U hooked up. I should play that again. It's just nice to see Atlas acknowledging other, like, they're working on other stuff besides Persona because, like, of how, like, I I mean, I like Persona. I've played Persona 5, but, like, um, like, it's so oversaturated, um, like, everywhere. Like, I think there was just a lot of, like, especially with, like, um, Royal and then the dancing game and then Strikers and then the anime, you know. Like and I think they did the same thing with Persona Four. They yeah, they they did, but it's like, um, you know, I think it's it's just nice that they're acknowledging they have other franchises that they're working on. So mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, we'll just have to take them at their word. Because yeah. uh, if you haven't, I mean, I know people love uh, Thirteen Sentinels, which I still need to actually play myself. But I've heard such Odin, good things about it. Odin Sphere, Odin Sphere, man. This game mm-hmm. is so good. You need to play it. Left Riser uh, remake is the best way to play it. But yeah, that game is fantastic. I've enjoyed. I enjoyed Muramasa the Demon Blade. I did oh, not get, Muramasa get... is so good. Muramasa is great. Yeah, I, I still prefer uh, Odin Sphere. I did not get mm-hmm. as much into their Dragon's Crown, but still fun. Same. Um, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing another Radiant Historia game. I really loved uh, ooh, both yeah. Radiant yeah. Historia and uh, the remake on 3ds. Really, yeah. those are great games. I'm definitely gonna try out the new Shimigami Tensei when that comes out. Um, yes, I think it's in November or yeah, October, yes. something like that. Yeah, same same mm. month as Pokemon, which uh, puts a damper on it for me playing being able to yeah. play it. <laughs> I am all over Shin Megami Tensei Five. I don't know what it is. I yeah. think ever since we saw the main character in the combat system, I've just been my hype for that went mm-hmm. way up. Have you seen yeah. the story trailer for it, Steve? I, I did not on purpose because I was like, I already know that I like the core mechanics of the game. <laughs> I, I kind of just have reached that point where I want to go in blind. But I did hear of it. I just chose not to partake. <laughs> it looks it, it's it looks pretty cool what they're doing. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for it as well. Yeah. I should also mention that, uh, you know, I, we did the analysis with Catherine uh, for um the the trailers from e3 and we put that out there the day of the story trailer i was gonna say that's how i that's how i became aware of it because i got the usual email when a new video goes live on our channel and i was like oh i should watch this and then i got an email from atlas like right after and it was like (laughs) hey here's a trailer i was like 
that makes sense. That fits with the way the universe works. That timing. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's Incredible. like, it's already so long. That said, I did spend a good chunk of today at, uh, going through uh, Catherine's script for analysis on that trailer. So you can expect another nice. analysis on SMT soon. Nice. Um, just as soon as we get through that. Nice. So, uh, yeah. And trust me, uh, editing that for her is such a crash course in Shimagami Tensei lore. I know way more about this series now, even though I don't know everything. It's just like, oh, oh my God, there's just so much. And it's the, the, the thing that gets, strikes me is it's like you're never really going to get a good ending with these games. It's just what kind of ending fits your play style. <laughs> right. Right. So we will see. But I, I do feel like SMT5 could be the one that finally puts the main series on a lot of people's maps because a lot of people enjoyed SMT four, so? but with it being on the switch, um, I think it might break. Yeah. It might be the one to break out. Uh, it'll like be how... my first one. So nice. Do we know if five is going to have the, uh, the easy mode from the three remaster? We don't yet, but I would not be surprised if it does. Yeah. I would be really because... shocked if they introduced that for three and then we're like, Hey, we got rid of it for five. <laughs> that would be... I mean, they might have a better balanced difficulty instead because I, I know yeah. I, I've told this story many times, but I died in the tutorial <laughs> in SMT4. Oh, my oh no. So yeah, I, I prefer when games have like an easy mode. Cause honestly, it's, like yeah. it's like if people just want to like, enjoy like the story but like not have to worry about like the gameplay aspect of it i mean and still enjoy while still enjoying the gameplay um you know it's uh it's just nice to have like an easy mode option so. oh absolutely completely I, agree yeah the thing i don't get and this is obviously the discourse that flared up on on twitter probably last week what does it affect other people if an easy mode is in a game you love like what does yeah. it not because yeah. you're not playing the way that it, they intended. Except they added the it so they intended team. that. <laughs> what about the poor gatekeeper's feelings? I I mean, fuck gatekeepers. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gatekeepers. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, I, hey, I have never understood. The there Fire are... Emblem Three Houses gatekeeper takes offense to that. Hey, he is amazing. <laughs> he, I will not suffer He's his, uh, He's yeah, okay. any slander. Like yeah. I'm currently, um, I'm currently streaming Kingdom Hearts One on my Twitch channel, and I'm playing that in easy. And to be honest, like I played the game before in normal mode, and I had a hard time with it. But playing it on easy mode, I'm actually kind of enjoying it more, and like I'm more invested in like the story and whatnot. And it's like you know, it just how is how I'm. I feel comfortable, you know. Yeah, you, you can know? tell. That's how Amy played Persona Five, and she loved it. Like she, like she still found it. Um, oh yeah, a lot I mean, of fun. You can tell the people who ha who ha level this criticism at, at people who want to play games on easy mode have never created literally anything ever. Like, I, and <laughs> I'm not comparing making videos like we're doing right now to making games. Those are completely different scales of creating things. But there is yeah. still that feeling of wanting to get the thing you make into the hands of as many people as possible because obviously yeah. you made a thing you love this thing you made and you want other people to also share yeah. that love for that thing you made so easy mode is is just one more way of doing that and when people say oh it's not the way it was intended it absolutely was it, it 1000 percent was because developers don't just like it's not one rogue developer being like i'll show you i'll make an easy mode <laughs> Yeah. It is yeah. literally <laughs> meetings upon meetings upon meetings and teams of people working to make this happen. And they, I, I just, yeah. 
anybody who is who argues against that has never made anything and has never managed a single project of value in their life because the other part of that is you know the other common refrain is oh well this took away from them making other stuff for the game we would have had more content if not for this easy mode no yeah wrong like some the director of the game mapped all this out at the beginning (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. like it's it's also just like an like you know, as a disabled person myself, like it's it's another accessibility option that you know, um, I think a lot of people don't really um, understand like how it can be accessible to um, certain people. So, like easy totally. modes in video games. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't gonna... know, we, we don't have it in this story, but uh, as a story, but they did announce they that Great Ace Attorney Chronicles will have an option to just literally watch the story play out. Oh, no, actually, that's, that's, cool. that's pretty neat. Yeah. And I, I'm going to piggyback off what Steve said and and go further and say that I, I think gatekeeping and that kind of mentality also belies just a lack of meaningful accomplishments in one's life. Because if you're that mm-hmm. if you're hanging that much of uh, that, that something that emotional, that much of your reputation on, oh, I beat this game on the hardest mode with, you know, in one life or whatever the fuck you want to say. If that's really <laughs> what you're, if that's really what matters most to you and you're that worried about people playing games on, on easier difficulties, taking some of that shine away from you, then you, that speaks to a much larger problem about not having other accomplishments that have nothing to do with what difficulties you beat a video game on and trying to shut that down for other people. I mean, we'll but do something it, cool. beating the game, if, if that's the thing you're proud of, it doesn't get diminished in some way because there's a exactly. different way to do it. Mm-hmm. Like there, because there's a yeah. different way to play it. Like you can still be proud that you beat a game on hard, right? Like Derek beat final right. fantasy seven remake on hard. I don't go, well, bro, I did the same thing on medium. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I, it's yeah. not like I'm proud of the I fact. I beat on easy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's fine. Like we all have different enough that ways. I wanted to do that challenge and wanted yeah. to see it. it and like, that's, Great. It's only because it added something extra to it that made me invest it. Because usually I don't bother, but yeah. mm-hmm. for whatever reason, yeah. I yeah. mean, sometimes you just love a game and and you want to see everything there is to see. I don't love ninety nine percent of games that much. I mean, it is that one percent of games that I really enjoy to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna literally take everything out of this game, like Ocarina of Time. I did that. Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. I did that. Like mm-hmm. or Red Dead mm-hmm. Revolver. Sorry. No, Red Dead Redemption 1. I keep forgetting there's two of them now. (laughs) I played Red Dead Redemption 1 to death. You know, I was like, I got to find that last cougar. Like, I I mean, I won't do that on every game, but I definitely did it for that one. So I get it. I mean, there's there is value if if that's how you want to play. But don't begrudge other people playing a game the way they want to play it. Who cares? Like, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't like Phil Spencer doesn't like log into your xbox and take your trophy away he's like sorry this is worth a little less <laughs> yeah. now because there's an easy mode <sighs> gonna put this back in the cabinet <laughs> yeah yeah so, i mean if, if you're, if you're spinning... we've hopped on it enough it's, yeah yeah uh, you know we need to keep going because we've got our point across guys so let's go for ahead sure, and move for on sure um, <laughs> if you see me bending down like a bit uh, my cat is right underneath me so well oh no worries you have an ability yeah. to raise said cat <laughs> i i'm sure the audience would appreciate oh, yeah. uh the share <laughs> I like it. Okay. Hey, we got a kitty Ooh. now. Yes. Oh, look at so mm-hmm. adorable. Yeah, his name is Mochi. Mochi, oh. I love that. I love yeah. that. Very cool. <laughs> Cute. 
Uh, before moving on, we do have a few more super chats. Uh, where first up is from Hendrix Trog with a five dollar donation, saying, "Have you all played the Silver Case two four two five switch port in the lead up to No More Heroes three? Mm. Finally got to play the Silver Case, and I really loved it." Steve? I. I want I to. Not. I want to play the Silver Case, but I'm on such an emotional roller coaster with No More Heroes three in the run up. To like, <laughs> I haven't yeah. played it. I haven't played it at all. I hope to soon, because uh, we're not that far away. But like, I saw. So y'all remember the the showcase, and it looked real rough. And then they released a bunch of videos on Twitter that looked great. And then they released a bunch more videos that look really bad. Like the game is running at like 15 FPS. I'm like, this is an official marketing video too. So. Uh, my hype for No More Heroes 3 is, like, all over the place, and... This game's gonna be, um, just a rough one, you, Steve. <laughs> I know. I don't I know. Like it, yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be one of those things, like, I love this! I hate this! I love this! I hate this! And what are you gonna uh-huh. call the end? That's, I, I have a feeling it's gonna be a very interesting experience, yeah. I don't know if y'all can hear him purring, but he's purring very loudly right now. I'll put him close to him. put it. <laughs> happy yeah. He looks very satisfied. He is very yeah. satisfied. He's a sweetie. <laughs> uh, next up is, uh, let's see here, Klaxoned. Yes, Klaxoned. Uh, we'll make sure I didn't miss anything. According to Dual Shockers, Project ReFantasy is a fantasy RPG project by Studio Zero, a studio in Atlas made up of core devs of Persona 3, Persona 4, Catherine, and Persona 5. And there is some artwork here from... Uh, uh, from this article that shows like a fantasy character. Um, honestly, it kind of looks like a redheaded I- elf Igus in classic armor, and that artwork artwork is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to keep an eye on, out on that one because that's cool. Mm-hmm. Then there's Jared Helder with a two Canadian dollar donation saying, "I relied on cheat codes playing all the GTAs. That's probably why you beat it and I did not." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, asking for the art. Hold on one second. I can pop it in over here for you. Uh, and thank you, as always, everybody, for your incredible na- donations. Thank you yes, a million times. Thank you yeah. so much. And let's go ahead and jump over to our final story of the night, one that I think uh, Matea will enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's been said by Square Enix president uh, Yosuke Matsuda that Dragon Quest Twelve will shape the next 10 to 20 years of the series, which Ooh. could be good, could be bad. Really don't know. It's not really a whole lot said. It's just from a, a Famitsu interview. And literally all he says is Dragon Quest Twelve is being developed, taking into account the next 10 to 20 years of, of yeah. the Dragon Quest series. There are parts that remain consistent with traditional image of Dragon Quest, but new elements are also necessary. After all, as a brand, we always need to innovate. Which is funny because I don't think of Dragon Quest and innovation <laughs> that much. Right, They're classic to a fault. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm curious to see what they have in mind for like changing up the series because I mean, like, yeah, Eleven had very much like it was its own game, but it like relied a lot on classic JRPG tropes, and you know, like the series itself is. Like what you know, uh, what people refer to as the grandfather of all JRPGs. So, you know, it it would be interesting to see like the direction they take Dragon Quest Twelve in. Um, you know, I know it's like going for a more darker adult tone than previous games. So that that's already like, you know, a, a departure from Eleven. Even though Eleven did have 
some really dark moments in it. It was, but it was all around like a very, um, you know, it wasn't like I, I, I think it, it didn't push itself like to like <laughs> really mature levels. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely then talking to other drag, well, basically Ted and Catherine. <laughs> talking yeah. to them, it seems like <laughs> Dragon Quest is like a culmination of everything the series done up to this point. So it kind of makes sense for right. twelve to just sort of try to evolve beyond that. But I also just didn't expect it because Dragon Quest innovates, but in very small ways. Yeah. Well, I think that's, the... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking. Cause like, I know like, it, yes, it does innovate in very small ways, but it definitely like it has been, it's, it's kept a very consistent, um, you know, formula, especially like with the combat system. Um, and, um, you know, it's been like the same for every, almost every Dragon Quest game, um, where like it's you know a turn-based combat system. With, you know, dip, you command your party to do different attacks and whatnot. So I'm I'm curious to see like if they're going to like have it me- be more of like they're going to have the turn-based combat or they're going to have like switch to more action uh, combat, like um, Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, comes to mind for that. Right. I'm, yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's the real question here. Is, you know, they, they did say during the Dragon Quest, the recent stream, the anniversary stream, that they're they're making some tweaks to the combat system. And I know yeah. a lot of the hardcore Dragon Quest fans would be understandably upset if that means that they are going from a turn-based, that traditional turn-based combat system, to mm-hmm. something more action-y. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that in a vacuum, yeah. but, you know... Dragon Quest is known for old school. It's known for kind yeah. of refining what works for it and not trying too many new things. And that could be both good and bad. But as Watcher TL says, um, I, I don't know the source on this, but Watcher TL in the YouTube chat says commands are still a factor. They said that much. I don't remember them saying yeah. that, but that they they very well may have said that. Yeah. And I hope so, because I don't know if I'd, I, you know, action RPG Dragon Quest spinoffs, totally cool. But I don't know if I'd want to see mainline Dragon Quest go action just because it's, it's known for being old, an old school turn based JRPG, right. and Dragon Quest Eleven S proved that you can you can stick to that really old school style, but build something that is at the the top of its class on yeah. top of that old school base. But I think if they want to like mm. you know keep, I, I think you know it's it's known for that. But I think uh, you know, and I think that's what makes the series niche. But I think they want to try and bring in like a different audience to this new game. So I think. You know, it'd be good to like change things up a bit. And, you know, not keep things too uh, samey, like for every Dragon Quest game. So I, I yeah, you know, right. I would, I would like to see, you know, what they, what they do with this new battle system and like the tone and direction they take this game in. Um, and like, you know, I, 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 I'm still expecting there to be like lighthearted. Uh, funny moments and puns everywhere and everything and you know the monsters looking you know the same you know the <laughs> Toriyama art style is a you know such a classic one so I you know I, I think those are there to stay but you know I, I'm I'm wondering mm-hmm. like in what ways the game is going to take a different direction in so I right. so I'm not the biggest Dragon <laughs> Quest person I haven't played mm-hmm. most of the games I keep telling myself <laughs> oh. I'm going to play 11 but that's another story um but I do think, playing devil's advocate here, I think that Final Fantasy VII Remake also proves that you can take something that worked insanely well as a traditional JRPG yeah. 
and kind of transmute it into something else that still feels every bit as satisfying. And I'm kind of hopeful that we see something similar for Dragon Quest Twelve. that we get something more akin to like the kind of pseudo action RPG that we got with Seven Remake, but mm-hmm. in an adventure at, you know, that is one self-contained because I'm probably going to be 85 before we're done with Final Fantasy seven. And <laughs> that is uh that, that is feels more epic in scale. Oh, but I will say my fear, and, and this is a completely unfounded fear, but when I look at the logo for Dragon Quest 12, I'm like, please don't, take it out of like the bright colorful world that right. I you yeah. know that I think a lot of folks associate with Dragon Quest. I, yeah. I still want that That's beautiful, like colorful adventure. It doesn't need to be dark and gritty. Uh, I saw somebody, you know, saying they hope it doesn't look like Final Fantasy Origins. Same. Exactly. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it will because mm. I'm trying to think of the darkest and grittiest of Toriyama style and it doesn't it never really like. What do you think of Steve? Because I can't. I can't imagine. When I, when I think of so, uh, I think of two examples. I think of the future trunks like side story, yeah. uh, which was like a mm-hmm. dystopia where everyone was dead. Um, and then I also think of Chrono Trigger, like the you know the future in Chrono Trigger, where mm-hmm. the world is just polluted and nasty and gross. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, those are both like different. Yeah. They're Toriyama, but they're definitely like a gray kind of, you know, uninviting yeah. world. Which is um, what you yeah. don't normally associate with Toriyama's, um, you know, his his uh, his art. Uh, you know, it's more associated with like, you know, making everything more colorful and animated and not like dark and gritty. So I, I'm just like, and I don't think they're going to they're going to pull away from that with this new dragon quest game it's just like how they're gonna incorporate like the older the the darker uh themes into it while still maintaining the same style so yeah uh helen uh, hates bingo oh good i was gonna say somebody asked is it confirmed to be uh toriyama and yes if you see bird studio toriyama's involved Mm -hmm. um Speaking of, of how, you know, dark and gritty DQ12 might get, hopefully not too much, Helen Hayes Stingo in our live audience patron chat says, I look forward to the dark story of 12 having a villain menacingly cast Kafrizzle to kill a man. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you I, go. I was going to say, uh, I think Toriyama has been involved in most Dragon Quest things. I think the only thing he's not really involved in is uh, the die. Uh, yeah, manga really die, so, yeah yeah and the mm-hmm. the anime the anime and manga for that which i think mm-hmm. is illustrated by i mean it's obviously inspired by toriyama's style but it's like the, the um manga illustrator is different for that mm-hmm. so oh god and as the brings up, there, yeah. there are ways mm-hmm. to take a turn-based rpg and still change it up while keeping a turn-based rpg uh we'll have to mm-hmm. see I mean, they could go as simple as, well, Final Fantasy is barely using it anymore in traditional RPGs. We're going to take that active time battle system now and use that or yeah. Use yeah. the Grandia system or what have you. And that'll definitely change things up uh, story wise. I mean, they could start it out dark and gritty and have it like ah, it's a apocalypse, but you're trying to restore the world. And uh, that would be cool. get all that going. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one um, of those things. I, you know, there's a lot of different ways they could take this. I'm like, it's hard for me to get one way or the other until I see more than just a logo. But yeah, Eleven sold me at this point. I want to see this. Oh game. yeah, I'm probably yeah. Gonna pick it up yeah. Definitely, definitely. Like I'm excited about this, and I'm excited about 
well, the last three games that they announced uh, for the anniversary presentation, like, I am so hyped for, like, the three mm. HD 2D remake looks Hell gorgeous. Yes! yes um, I'm, I'm so hyped for that. As, as uh, an um, Eric fan, because he's, like, my favorite party member, um, I'm great. excited for Treasures. That looks adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known about that game for years when it was, um, un- it got announced as, like, a Dragon Quest Monsters game, and but um, I think they decided to go in a different direction with it. So, um, I want to I want to have a few beers with Eric. He just seems like <laughs> a cool guy. I just want to go out and have a few beers with him. What a yeah. I just love that character so, so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 definitely very excited as as a as a new Dragon Quest fan because I haven't been like a huge fan for as long as like others have. But yeah, yeah right. I'm, I'm still like I've. Known to the series for a while, but it's taken me a while to actually play a lot of them. So yeah, still working mm-hmm. on that, honestly. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm working through. Well, I I just fin- I finished Ada a little bit ago. I loved that. That is nice. just I'm actually playing that myself right now. So yeah, um, and I kind of want to play five next because I know that game is like considered one of the best in the series. So. Mm-hmm. Right. I've heard the same. Same. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to fulfill a random request here in the YouTube chat. Nick Alexander says, Ash, when you get the chance, can you please say enthusiasts? Well, there you go. Enthusiasts. Don't know why you wanted me to say it, but I said it. <laughs> it's, because, <laughs> it's because I say it enthusiast. Right. Oh, okay. Yep, I say it the same Maybe. way as Derek. I've, yeah, that's I, funny. I, okay. I say I say it the same way. Got it. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it trips okay. the uh, the the curse word sensor in my brain to hear it with a soft day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That man just said ass. <laughs> ass. I am twelve. Well, with that said, uh, I think that'll pretty much cover it for all the major headlines from today's news. But before we sign off, uh, Matea, where can they have everybody here find you at? Okay, um, well, I, I am a Twitch streamer, so you can catch my streams at twitch.tv forward slash Illimitea, um, and um, you can see me play lots of Nintendo games. I focus a lot on Zelda, because that's my favorite series. I also play some JRPGs, some indie games, some sim games, like uh, Animal Crossing. I'm currently playing through the first Kingdom Hearts game, um, so that's pretty fun um but you can also find me on twitter at alumatea and uh i also post on tiktok every now and then so you could catch me there at alumatea so um just find my uh just search alumatea and you should be uh, able to find me so yep we have her links in the description as well so definitely check her out and yes uh, there's a lot of fun content and uh uh glad to have you back on yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me back on. Of Thank you. Hey, we're happy to have yeah. you here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad we could get Dragon Quest in there for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I, as soon as I saw uh, that on the dock, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> you, I, I, no wonder you got me in today. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, All right. Well, oh, before... really quick. I, I meant oh, to answer this earlier. Sorry, Derek. Uh, you and Utterkami posted this way back at the beginning of the show. Obviously, there is no Fall Guys Season 5 in today's show. But if I can, I'm going to try to work a little mention of it into Wednesday's show. So no promises, but I'm excited. Yeah, Ash has control on yeah. Wednesday. This is this Yeah, is exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's weird how on Mondays and that. Fridays we don't go to Proto Dudes Rockman Corner. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Weird that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> or or how a PSO2 ends up on the thumbnail on my day. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like we exactly. play favorites. Man, we talk about RPGs a lot when I host. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we sign off, I do want to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, big and small. Your support really does mean the world to us and helps us out a ton. And especially those at our uh, producer tier, as this show just would not be possible without all of you. So thank you. Thank you so much. And also, finally, a massive, massive thank you to our executive producers and above. And that includes Jared Ettinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Itiono Ben, Dan Inchwhistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Fone, Echo Carol, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotik, 112, John, Joshua Hunter, at Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran127, Pagrima, Ken Roulet09, Jake Polka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, uh, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M. Brady Power, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzy Wakehoid, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deaneth, Kota, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Christopher Masterson, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling, Kotar Peck, <laughs> Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, Derek, Ray Clawson Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hulkamaniac 55, GBJ, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, and Cameron Sharp. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, before we do a final sign-off, though, we did get a one more super chat from Zaire Miller with a $4.99 donation saying, what game you got got you into a genre? For me, it was Rampa for VN Adventure Games, now just finished Umineko, and now my favorite story ever. Real quick, uh, Final Fantasy VII got me into RPGs. Ash. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution got me into stealth games. Steve. Uh, Fantasy Star got me into JRPGs. <laughs> Matea. Um, Fire Emblem got me into JRPGs. Nice. And nice. remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Until next time, good night and good vibes. <laughs> bye, bye, everyone. Good night, bye, bye. bye, mom. Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs>